Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. Today's podcast, we are talking about how to use social media to get leads. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley from Autopilot Your Business, and we are on podcast number 83. Today, we're going to talk about how to use social media to get leads. Now, all the way from wet, rainy, dripping, dripping (laughs) Sydney town, Heather Porter. Hey, H. Hey, guys. Hey, Andrew. Yeah, you may or may not be able to hear. I have dripping rainwater outside right now. So, yes, I'm sitting here in the rain next to a heater, staying warm in good old cold Sydney. Looking forward to the spring. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just enjoying the heat that's happening here in California. Crazy heat where I am. But um, I know you've been out and about speaking this week. And um, was it raining when you were out and about during the week? <laughs> yeah, actually, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. I had a little uh, little talk to um, some business owners about social media, funny that, and um, went really well and got some good insights from it that I'm excited to share with you guys in this show. Yeah. And you you as well, you did a, a little speaking session as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Did a couple of... Uh, couple of sessions this week and one was at a uh, at a golf course now we have a lot of golf courses over here we have 127 golf courses here in palm springs area in the valley the coachella valley mm. and you know at, after about 10 a.m in the morning it's just too hot to play golf so these businesses really suffer in, in the season because there's really not much more they can do it's a bit hard to turn the heat down on the outside area of a golf course so uh, anyway, we're talking to we're talking to a whole bunch of different golf industry people about things that they can do in the off season to help them uh, grow their business. Very very smart. And let me guess, does some of that involve social media? Oh yes, lots <laughs> yeah. of that involves social media because it's important. So that's why we're we're revisiting it again in this episode, but from a different slant. And this angle is all about. You know, how do you get leads from it? Because after all, we can all go down that dangerous social media wormhole where after two hours, you suddenly realize, wow, I've just wasted two hours just reading and posting and doing random things on social and never knowing if I get one single result. Yeah. And you know, the thing about this is that once you master a particular way to get leads, it'll never change ever again. Wrong. Wrong. Seriously, you know, social is changing every day and and we're always learning new things about what these platforms are doing. So even if you've listened to us before and talk about it, whatever we spoke about in the past may be out of date. So this Mm -hmm. is the current most up-to-date version of how to get leads through social. Well said. So what have you come across or what have you learned this week? Oh, I'll tell you what I did learn. Uh, And this was only yesterday and then I actually received it today. And that is that Dropbox, we know and love Dropbox. We use Dropbox all the time. Uh, It's actually uh, jumping into this storage wars. There's a big storage war going on. Google uh, Drive uh, has been playing this game. There's a number of other services that have cloud storage. In fact, I think we did a whole podcast about cloud storage. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Well, Dropbox now come out and they said anyone with a pro account. Now, a pro account is uh, one where you're paying either $10 a month or $100 a year. And in the past, you got 100 gig of space, which is a fair amount of space. Huge. Um, uh, anyway, they've come out and they said, you know what? We're going to upgrade you all for free, no more charge, to a terabyte, a terabyte of online space. That's, that is amazing. That's so, going to knock most of our, our hard drives out on our computers, actually. That's huge. Really? It really is. So <laughs> um, so anyway, I, so I heard about that yesterday, and then all of a sudden I got an email from them today saying, hey, we just updated your uh, your service. So uh, it's happening. That's what's going on. If you've got Dropbox or using Dropbox or you're looking to find a place where you can do some data backups and storages, Dropbox has come out with a one terabyte deal. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. What'd you, what about you? What did you do? Tell, tell me, what did you learn? It's my this? head sitting here frying, thinking about, hmm, one terabyte. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, okay. So basically, um, when I was prepping for my talk, I was, you know, going to talk a little bit about Facebook apps, which are essentially, if you're, if you're on your Facebook page, um, this isn't the profile, this is the page underneath your cover photo, you'll see a little button. This is some, in some cases it says more, or it has a little drop down. Um, and on the left-hand side of your, where you post your updates, there's also a little area where it has your different apps. So app is essentially for most of us as a page. So a lot of us were building little sub pages inside of our Facebook for landing pages or internal shopping carts and things like that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to test to see if I can even see those in my mobile devices because I had heard you can't. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, that's true. So I was in you know, using my Facebook app, I used both my page app and my profile app and Facebook, and I could not access these pages, these apps whatsoever. So um, that's one part of what I learned. And the other part of, the, of what I learned is a big part of what I used to teach. Actually, I had a tutorial video there for a while teaching just this, is how to use an app to actually create like a, a, a some people called it a welcome gate or a like gate. It's a way of having two different versions of a page inside of a little landing page inside Facebook, the first page version is for people that have not yet liked your page. And it basically says, you know, hey, glad you're here. I have this video series or this freebie or whatever it is, um, but you need to like my page to get access to it. And then the second the person likes the page, a second version of the page pops up, which with is an opt-in box or some bit of content. Now, Facebook is getting rid of that capability uh, in November of this year. So really, what if I learned, I've learned that if you're thinking about building up landing pages or apps or shopping carts or things inside of your Facebook page, it's probably not the best use of your time anymore because most people access social on their mobile devices, or a lot of us do, and they're not going to get access to them. And, you know, time to actually start looking at Facebook in other ways, p- perhaps using some of these techniques we're going to talk about on this show to build leads through your posts and ads instead. Yeah, you know, that actually dovetails really well into what I was saying is that, you know, we used to teach how to go and create a fan gate or a welcome gate, but now that method for building leads is no longer valid or it's about to be outlawed. So um, it really does just dovetail into what we're about to talk about today. Yeah. And the reason why is simply because Facebook wants to have um, people make a choice on content based on if they like it, you know, to see the content, not have to be forced or bribed into, you know, doing a like. So, all right. So shall we get started? Let's do it. 
Okay. So the first thing is, let's talk quickly about um, the buying mindset versus the freebie mindset. So people use different social media platforms in different ways, and there's definitely buyers on certain platforms more so than on others. So be thinking about these platforms and how they apply to your business and what you sell, whether it's a product or service. So let's get started with Facebook. We're on the subject of Facebook anyway. So really, let's think about the stats. So we have Facebook now coming in at the second largest country uh, in population, if it were to be a country, at 1.23 billion people using Facebook. Uh, That's huge. But the question I have, Andrew, is do they buy? Do they (laughs) buy well? I am going to say yes, they do, because Mm -hmm. I know from our testing that they do. Uh, and I know from a lot of other people testing that they do. And the fact that we see ads every single day, every single minute on Facebook tells me that people obviously buy, otherwise people would not be running ads. Yes. And what I have found through doing the ads is that it's much easier to get a lead than it is a sale straight off the bat with Facebook. So using ads to send people to a landing page where you are giving them something for free in exchange for their contact details is much easier than if you're going to send them to a page to buy something, mostly for service-based businesses. So it's particularly for service-based Um If you have a retail product, then you might have an easier sell straight off the bat. But be thinking if you are a service-based business, you have packages of products or services in that way. The best thing for you to be thinking to get leads is to do some advertising um, with one of the website click ads or even a promoted post and get that particular bit of information to get people into a landing page and then get their um, details and then you can follow up from there. And you follow up through email, email and email marketing and stuff. Yep. Yeah. So that that's the basic fun, fundamental funnel. We we've talked about this a lot before in our show, where every business owner should start out by developing their first funnel, which is their main giveaway, their main follow up through email marketing, um, and then you know eventually, ideally, to get people to go on to the next step with you. And once you get that locked down, that's something that you can use in your social media through these you know, these posts that we're talking about right now. I'm going to just pause and give a shameless plug here. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to do it. We don't usually do this. But no, um, often that can be really confusing for people. It's like how do I yeah. connect that? How do I connect that um, landing page to my autoresponder? How do I make a automatic email go out and that sort of stuff? And there's lots of tutorials out there. But, you know, what we've actually started doing um, as part of our business, Autopilot Your Business, is offering web packages um, you basically buy a three-hour block, and, and we usually can get most of that sort of stuff done in three hours. But mm-hmm. if you if you want some ha- if you want a hand to get a good-looking web page all set up and connected uh, and running like it's supposed to, without trying to bang your head against the wall and trying to make it work, then maybe you should check out our uh, web packages too. So. I just thought yeah. I'd do a shameless plug right in the middle of that there. <laughs> there you go, Andrew. That's great. <laughs> well, you know we are in business after all, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, where, where, if people do actually want this, where they go? Where, where would be the best place for them to go? Uh, best place, autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash. Um, actually, just go to autopilotyourbusiness.com and click on services. It's right there on the yeah. top menu, click on services, and that has some more information in there. Okay. We can uh, resume normal programming now. Okay. Here we go. So uh, basically that's it for the Facebook point I wanted to make is that um, you're probably best off, at least initially when you're getting started, looking at 
how to get a lead from your advertising versus thinking straight into the cell. Because if you think about the mindset of most Facebook users, we're in there for inspiration, for fun, you know, looking at cats <laughs> and things uh -huh. like that. So we're not necessarily in a, in a buying mindset. So you might have an easier win by getting somebody to just you know, give you their details in exchange for something for free rather than going straight in for the sale. Uh -huh. Good. All right. So next up, if we go into Pinterest, so Pinterest stats, 80% are women, 20% earn over $75,000 a year. And question, Andrew, do you think that these users buy? Well, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago and said, you know, there's a site that's going to come up, it's going to have just a whole bunch of pictures um, and it's going to be awesome, I'll be like, mm, whatever, I don't think so. Well, yeah. clearly I'm wrong because I know the traffic that Pinterest drives to our website and my own website is pretty mm -hmm. huge and I'm still mesmerized by that. So I'm going to guess that uh, people do make money or there are, there are people buying on Pinterest. Yes, and if you think about how it's used, a lot of times, especially the women that use it, they'll set up little pin boards or little vision boards that essentially are, you know, my dream home, my dream wedding, um, you name it, right? Ever big, big life moments, and dream then holiday, dream car, dream holiday, yeah, yeah, exactly, um, dream body, you know, all that sort of stuff, and they're putting in all these images that represent what they want, so they're in an emotional buying mindset already. They're looking at things they want in their life mm. rather than just skimming around looking for funny posts. They're they're actively in a want state of mind. So, you know, um, very, very easy to make a sale. So you'll see time and time again on there, there'll be an image of a product like a dress or uh, just for lack of a better example, it might have a beautiful dress and you click on that pin or that, that little image and it takes you straight into sales page to get that dress. And I see it all over the place. And I was just testing this the other day from, from my talk. I was starting to go in and just randomly click on lots of pins. And pretty much half of them that I was coming across that were listing products were going straight to a sales page. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, it works. It works. And it's an easy sort of transition from I want that, I can go straight in and get it. Is, um, is that number 80%? Is that growing? For know? women? Yeah. Now, look, I, I just got that stat just the other day. Um, for women growing, no, actually, there's I, I'd say it's kind of staying the same. Depending on where you look, I also got a stat at 67%. Right. So that's actually an American stat. I should clarify that's a U.S. stat. Globally, it's more around the 70% mark. So there are, are men you know, using it. Mm. But no, it really is primarily uh, women with a good disposable income. So mm. it's a good place to sell some products if you have some products for the female market. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> now, moving on, LinkedIn. So right now, currently, the total user base sits at around 300 million. And what do you think? Do you think that they buy, Andrew? Well, I don't see a lot of evidence of it. And I guess that's sort of part and parcel of not having a lot of ads on LinkedIn. Yeah. I see a lot of people trying to sell stuff through mail and that sort of rubbish, which is just terrible, terrible mm -hmm. skills. Um, so I'm guessing that there's not a lot of buyers. Great for connections, great for building a credibility and establishing yourself. But I don't know about the sales. I don't think there's a lot going on there. I'd agree with you. I think that that people, because it's a professional space, it's a job market, you know, where you're looking for talent or work, um, but also look, looking to find experts or learn things. That's the mindset of the people that use it. And so to go and flog your stuff is is actually not 
good. So the best way of using LinkedIn is through content marketing. So that's posting. You can now use LinkedIn as a almost like a blog platform. So you can post your own articles in there, or you can just do a, an update post and send people to your blog post that way. And then how you would lock that down is is essentially, or how you get leads from that is you just make sure that your blog area of your website where you're sending people has all the well-placed opt-in elements. So people can easily sign up for your list should they wish. And a good way of using that is to think if I'm going to spend the time to do a blog and then post on say LinkedIn and actively on social media, what is a natural next step for them to take after they read this blog post? Is it to get a, a free training, a free demo of the product I'm talking about? Think about strategically what it is and you can even use like a little ad banner specifically to the next step on that particular blog post page. Uh, good, 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 good. Cool. So next up, we got Twitter. Total user base of 650 million with an average of 58 million tweets per day. So do they buy? <laughs> um, well, it's an interesting one. There are places that, that do sell stuff. I know Twitter are now running ads and uh, there's all sorts of experiments going on. We're trying to uh, crack the code on that one too. So it's going to depend on who the people are, I guess. That's my guess anyway. Yeah. And the same thing that at least, and this is me and I'm by, by no means a Twitter expert. Um, but I, you know, I do tweet from time to time, but I found that the best results that I've gotten are if I'm sharing content, it's just, again, it's like the LinkedIn sort of mindset. It's, it's sharing good information. Um, and they're getting people into those pages and then looking at the next step from there. So the blog post with the opt-in or the ad banner, um, or the landing page again. So looking at, at that, cause if you think in 140 characters to try and sell something, that's pretty hard. <laughs> to well, do. it's hard, but, but now that they've got images and video, that's true. That's you know, true. it, yeah, it does point. make it a lot easier. And also you can even just have a great headline for your product mm. or your service and a link to a landing page. So, um, it just depends on how good that copywritten piece is. I guess you're right. Yeah. And, and as you were saying, like there's buttons now showing up in the tweets. So um, like buy now or learn more like they're, they're starting to do in the Facebook um, or they've done, they're doing in the Facebook ads as well. So if you make it really easy to buy and you have a good image, maybe that is going to tap into a certain, you know, side of Twitter. So yeah. And you know what, there's a, here's another secret tip. They're about to, um, they're about to launch uh, promoted videos too on Twitter. That's coming, coming soon. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, so videos are good. They're good little sales tools. So let's go through some samples now. So now a lot of us think I, I can just create a post and then I can use an automation tool like Hootsuite or, or something like that and stick my post out on all the different platforms and it can be the same post and look the same and say the same things and perhaps even have the same hashtags in it. And ultimately, if you're going to be doing that, you're not necessarily speaking in the language of each of the platforms. So you're not going to get good engagement. You're trying to like fit a Facebook post into a tweet. It's just not going to work. So what do you do instead? So let's just walk through a quick example of how you might think differently around your posts. So um, do you want me to do the scenario of the handbag, Andrew? Yeah, why not? Go down, <laughs> go down that scenario road. Okay. So now pretend here that you are a designer of handbags, especially for you gents out there. I'm sure that's a great example for you. So you're a designer of a handbag and you've just designed a new red handbag and you're looking at 
how do I talk about this in the best way across my social media platforms? So here's a suggestion of how you could do that. So Facebook, again, that's where people, not in the ads, but in the posts, they actually go in and they just, you know, they're looking for fun things to learn or look at or be inspired by. And a lot of the posts that do the best are the real natural ones, the the real ones, you know, the ones that are not a, a beautiful stock photo, but more behind the scenes and letting people into the story of your business. So a great post that you could do on Facebook would be a photo of a photo shoot that you're doing with that particular handbag that you're just launching. So you're showing behind the scenes, you're letting your fans in behind closed doors to see what's going on on that photo shoot rather than the perfected, beautiful, photoshopped, finished ad. So that's a great example of what you could do there. Uh, Instagram, you could then actually take more of an artistic shot of the bag or again, a behind the scenes sort of, uh, shot to that bag. Like the companies that are doing really great with products, especially in retail are the ones that are using the lifestyle shots. So, um, you know, Billabong, they use beautiful images of waves and surfers. They're not showing their clothes. They're, they're showing an emotion and they're showing a beautiful shot of the lifestyle. So for this, she'd show, again, kind of artistically behind the scenes, pop on some cool filters, things like that. Now, I just want to add in there that I read recently that there is uh, a lot of information Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out that says the one the photos or the images that have the words over them and the text overlay mm-hmm. aren't being as shared or as engaged as ones that don't on Instagram on Instagram yes I'm not surprised I don't yeah. look at those I like I like the the lifestyle shots that's definitely what catches my eye there that's it's like a magazine more you know right, and, and right. for me at least and I I'm not surprised for that and Facebook I still think those little words would work, but it's not so yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the right course, the right the right platform for the right images. But exactly. just, just what, I, what I discovered was that they're not sharing the Instagram stuff as much. Not surprised. Okay, so moving on to Pinterest. So we've already discussed that Pinterest, especially for products, is a great platform to put your products for sales. And now a huge way of lifting up the credibility of, of your product rather than just showing it would be to actually show it you know, sort of power of association. So um, you might find celebrities that are using it or a version of it or something that's similar to it uh, or a business leader that's using it. Like if you are writing a book, you could find perhaps somebody that's tweeted out that they've read your book, this, you know, powerful person, and you could sort of do something, an image of them with the book next to them. But be creative about the images that you create in such a way where you're positioning it to have credibility and look really good and and then people want to buy it. So for example, the handbag, you could pick a couple of celebrities that have a handbag that looks like yours and say, do you want a handbag that looks just like this at half the price? Check this out. (laughs) Famous by association. Check our last podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so YouTube. So this is a video place and it's the second largest search engine past Google. And it's a big place where people go in to type in how to or to learn more about specific things or get product demos. Um, And it's also a way of sharing the story about your brand as well. So what you could do is you could do a behind the scenes video footage of your photo shoot, the handbag. So it might be you talking about the story of that product and then doing a quick interview with a model or showing what's happening there. Um, lots of celebrities 
use YouTube in that way. They'll pop up with sort of like me on the road, check out me behind the scenes footage. And then you can repurpose that and use that video on your blog as well. So um, great place to tell a story, show a demo, and, and again, bring people more into your brand that way rather than just showing off your product. Yeah, I like the idea of telling stories. I think connecting people with emotions why did you create that? Why did you create the handbag? What was the story behind it? Really, yeah. really makes it um, really makes it stand out. Exactly. Um, now, last one would be Twitter. So, how would you use Twitter? I, you know, I know Andrew, you were telling me more about this recently, and I started doing it. What I love about Twitter is that nowadays you can actually upload your photos straight into your tweet, and it will show up nice, big, and bold, much like Facebook in your tweets. So, um, with with the whole idea with Twitter now having buttons to buy and all that, what you might want to do is try sampling two types of tweets with this idea. One would be your handbag that looks beautiful, that has like, I don't know, some different things around it, how you might use the handbag, but it's a good shot of the handbag. And then you would actually have a little tip or a little morsel about the development of that handbag and then a buy now button. Mm-hmm. The other one could just be, again, a lifestyle shot. So the handbag either in a, with a famous person or just a business person that's using your particular product and just saying uh, you, just some sort of antidote or even a quote around that particular image that you have. But but play around with, the, with those types of concepts. Is that an antidote or an anecdote? <laughs> that's good uh, twitter's twitter's great for that i think uh i think that's a uh it's a it's a really i really do i'm getting more and more into twitter actually more than i go i mean i've only been on the platform for six years but yeah. um but i really am finding it more valuable than i than it used to be for sure yeah yeah, it's a, it's a cool little thing to use. Okay, so moving up to the next point, and that is, um, well, here's a very, very important thing to keep in mind whenever you're using social media for business, and that is you want to be building your email list, your leads, your list of leads off of your social media because if your page ever shuts down tomorrow, then you lose all of the hard work and all the leads because they're on that platform and they're not in your own email list. Mm -hmm. So we've talked a lot about landing pages and that's why landing pages exist. They're a way to get people from point A to point B. So from your social into your list. So, you know, and we offer lots of landing page packages as well. We've said, get your first funnel going, which is your landing page and your opt-in, and then look at other ones from there. There's lots of great tools out there where you can really build many of these. So if you're you're talking about a particular topic in your business, then like if you're a trainer, I always like to use this personal trainer example, there's three distinct markets. There's get more energy, there's lose weight, and there's build muscle. So you could have three different funnels on those. And depending on what you're tweeting or posting online, you could then throw out a link to each of those three landing pages or funnels from there. Mm. Yeah, so you thinking about getting, getting your leads and using those landing pages in many of the landing pages and, and getting your blog set up in a way where you, when you're promoting your own content, you're making sure to make it very, very easy for the person to make, make a next step with you um, and enter your email list or buy something. That's the, that's, the, that's the key, I think, is making it easy because so many times we see websites or people making it so difficult. You've got to jump through hoops to go and give them money. Yeah, it's like what are you doing? It was just yeah. you know. I saw we saw that recently too. Where was that? Somewhere where it's like so hard to give them money. It's like, are you serious? 
We just want to give you yeah. we, we want to give you cash and you're making it. We were, we were. That's right. And I won't won't say where we were, but um, we were looking to find out where to to see what was involved in this particular site's membership and how much it cost. And we're just clicking and clicking all over the place. We know it exists. Yeah. We couldn't work out how to even find the page with more information. And we knew what we were looking for. So that's just crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the next point is, and this is very, very powerful, is when you're obviously, got, we're, we talked about the funnel and getting your leads across from social media, but how do you actually target the right people? So yeah, you're doing your organic posts, but when you start to look at ads, a big part of doing ads is finding the demographic of the right person to promote to. Uh-huh. So really easy place to start is to see what your competitors' fans like. What are their interests and you know what are they into? Because in Facebook, when you're posting an ad, um, which you know all of you should be doing now if you have a, a business page to get traffic, there's a box in there that says interests. And most of us just bypass it or look at it and think, what I don't know, what do they what do they like? And then you put in your own interest because that's all you can think of. So this tool allows you to actually like actually no guesswork involved find the exact interests out. And what is it, Andrew? What is this beautiful tool that we that can use? That would be the graph search. The yes. Facebook graph search, which everyone's got available on their personal profiles. So basically it's the search bar that you've got up the top. But the cool thing is that uh, Facebook has been collecting data on everybody ever since it started. And every time you click on a button that says like this page or like this magazine or movie or whatever it is, uh, it puts that data into the graph search. So you actually have the ability to find out all of the data that everyone's entering. It's just amazing. So when you're in that graph box up there, instead of putting somebody's name in to search for the name, put in things like um, people who like and put your page name and you'll find a list of all the people who like your page. And then Mm -hmm. go to your competitor's name and say people who like and put your competitor's page name in. Then all of a sudden you're going to find exactly who are the people that like those that page there? And there's loads of other ones. And just one more example would be um, favorite interests of people who like, and then your competitor's page or your page or somebody you know who has a similar page you want to check out. Yeah. We actually have a list of these that you can type in, um, and we'll pop them on our show notes for this episode uh, at uh, aybpodcast.com, eighty-three episode eighty-three, and we'll post those in. So it's going to be really valuable. You want to go in there and check those out because then you can just copy and paste them into the graph search which is just the search bar in the top of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just pop it in, copy and paste these in, and then you'll be amazed at the types of things that you discover. Yes, yes. Now, I know, we, I know we're almost getting out of time too, but I think we've got a couple more just to share with people, right? Yeah, we just have a few more things. Um, so really – the next thing too is you once you have that Facebook information, it's then looking at how do you use that in your Facebook ads. So basically, um, as we discussed before, when you're when you're going after traffic in your Facebook page, there's a few different ad types, and the best way to do this is go into your Facebook ads ads manager. So just log into Facebook, and you must have a business page first, and then down the right hand side, go to Facebook the ads manager. I think just does it say ads manager or manage ads or something like that? Yeah. Click in there. You're going to be presented after you sign up with your credit card. You'll be presented with a little page that says, what kind of results do you want for your ads? The ones that we recommend you use to get started are the clicks to website, page post engagement, and page likes. So if you do a combo of those, what you're doing is you're getting a bigger fan base 
You're boosting certain posts from your page that are already getting good engagement and you're posting those out to people and you're doing clicks to website, which is what we were saying before to a landing page or a blog post that has a next step. So if you're collectively doing those three and you're using the interests that you've found from the Facebook graph search in your ads, then you're now going to be promoting the right type of people for your business. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. <laughs> and one last little sneaky advanced tip in there. Actually, two more. I'll just do two quick ones. Number one, don't post or boost your posts from your page itself. What I mean by that is if you do a little update on your page, you'll have a little button there that says boost post. Don't click on that. Instead, go into your ads manager. You're going to have way more options and you'll be able to um, keep the cost of your ad lower. So you want to go into your ads manager and click on page post engagement. And then from there, it's going to give you a whole drop down list of all your different previous posts um, in order of, you know, newest to oldest. Just go find your post in there that you want to promote rather than boosting it from the page do create a um, page post engagement ad instead. And then you'll have that interest box and you have more options and then you can control um, your your money and your, your ad spend as well. And in the ad spend area, choose not to have Facebook optimize that for you. Choose to manually bid on uh, CPC and then it'll give you a price range and start with a lower amount in that price range. Just choose that and then you'll, you'll still get some good results and you'll keep your cost down. CPC means cost per click. You got it. And the last, very last tip, and this is just awareness, not a how-to, but be aware that inside Facebook, you can use something called a remarketing pixel or remarketing campaign. Um, in As you first, I wouldn't go into this straight away if you've never done ads, start with the ones we've talked about before. Then look at this. This is a way of basically showing different ads to people based on the different pages they um, leave your website from. So, if they only ever make it to the homepage, you can actually just show certain ads to those people. If they have come through your funnel and they go to your opt-in and the thank you page, but they've never bought anything, you can show ads to them. And, you know, it's pretty much whatever you imagine, wherever you want. To, if people go to your about page, you can do ads to the, just them. So, so, so let me get this right. They, they've got to visit your site first. So you need yes. some traffic to go to your website. Once they've gone to your website, Mm-hmm. You, we drop a little pixel, they call a pixel, in a, into the browser. Yeah. Uh, let's say let's say they're using Firefox, and then they go and surf the net, and they're looking at Facebook, and they're looking at all the cat photos, and then there's an ad for your business popping up. And yep. the reason Facebook knows that that's there is because they've already been to your site, and you've told Facebook to that's okay to track those people. Yeah, exactly right. So I know all of you guys probably experienced this when you go onto a website and then suddenly you see their ads on Facebook and you're thinking, wow, they're everywhere. That's exactly what they're doing is a remarketing campaign. So best way to get started understanding that is to, um, it's in the custom audiences area of your Facebook ads. It's under the audiences tab. Go on in and go into Facebook help or go to YouTube and type in um, how to do remarketing in Facebook and you'll start to get some great information. We're going to be putting some stuff up on that as well. But just to be aware of it, you can really go very, very detailed in your ads and have very specific communications and conversations with people based on where they they left off with you on your website. Well, you've given them a bunch of stuff today, H. Bunch of stuff. (laughs) 
is a lot, isn't it? Some of the heads may be fried, but that's okay. Stick with us. Stick with us. Stick with us. <laughs> and um, guys, so basically we would love for you to come on over and let us know what you think. It's always, we very much value your reviews, your comments. So pop it into iTunes, leave us a review or come into um, aybpodcast.com and um, episode 83 and let us know your thoughts there in the comment box. Um, make sure you come in and grab those those little phrases I was telling you you could use in the Facebook graph search. Um, and, and that's it. And, you know, as Andrew very beautifully plugged earlier, if you want to pop on over to our web packages, you can see that under our services tab in autopilotyourbusiness.com. Awesome. If you're listening to us on um, iTunes, we'd love to just leave it, love you to leave a review. Reviews help us get the word out so we can have more people listening to us. So if you don't mind doing that, we'd really appreciate it. doesn't matter whether you're on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podomatic. Podomatic, SoundCloud. We're on all of those. So uh, love to hear from you on any one of those platforms. H, another good one. Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, Andrew, for joining us again. And uh, guys, for listening. We'll see you later. We'll talk next time. Bye-bye. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.